tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast, season two, episode 13. We are happy to be back, and I never lead it off, but the boys are all here. I'll do it this week. Um, I had a decent week. We're going to do bet, bet recaps to start, as always. Decent week, two and one. TC minus nine and a half hits. I don't think that was as much of a sweat as the score shows. Te- Texas Tech scored with like, I don't know. 30 seconds left, and then I was I had this bad epiphany that they were going to go for two. Didn't benefit them, but that's just usually the shit that happens. And then I hit on the under 50 in the Iowa State-West Virginia game, which was closer than I realized after I looked at it. I watched like two offensive possessions, lock, turn that off. Um, but it did get, honestly, pretty close to 50. Uh, over 66, Tennessee-Georgia, not great. Didn't go well, but Tennessee's offense got halted and made a lot of mistakes. So I'm sure we'll dive into that game, among other crazy events that happened to the SEC this weekend. But let's talk to the boys. Let's go to Schaefer. Schaefer, how are you, and how was your betting weekend? Um, I didn't really solve any issues that I had. Uh, <laughs> I went one and three. Um, finally snapped the streak with Texas. Minus two and a half. Um, but That's other a than that, pick. you should. What was, were they? Were they? I felt good money? about that. They were minus two and a half. Yeah, against Kansas State. I mean, they're a good football team. They're the best team in the conference, at least talent wise. So, wasn't really too worried about it. Uh, but while I went one and three, me and my brother pitched in a little co-parlay. Is what we wanted yeah, to call Justin. it. The Schaefer co-parlay. Justin, if you're listening to this, let's give it a shout out. Uh, shout little, out, Justin. Eight, little eight legger. Um, got me, got my spirits back up a little bit. Had Tennessee at 14 and a half. Whew. Uh, that was probably the sweatiest one. Uh, I can't remember. Are we the over in the Notre Dame Clemson game? That was his idea. I thought he was a fucking idiot, but hey, good for you, man. <laughs> fucking Notre Dame almost did it themselves. I guess I, so we maybe me, maybe me and him will put something together again this weekend. I don't know, but we almost did. Kind of got was it like four legs? Four legs you put in, four legs he put in, or was it like yeah? It was uh, it was. I think I put five, he put three. How do you pick five correct plays and go one and three? So I didn't play those as my other plays. (laughs) Because you probably teased them. Because I'm just, I did tease them. Uh, I I was under. I had uh, who else did I have? I had South Carolina money line. I had fucking the. God, there was two more that I liked. I don't know. But, yeah, it was. Either way, they won. It won. That's all. Yeah, that's all I can tell you. And college basketball is back, so. It's my Very true. Uh, But let's go to somebody else. Schaefer somehow hit five plays and went one and three. It sounds like you should just straight bet whatever you feel like you're going to throw in that parlay. Good job, Jacob. I guess. Yeah, great job. It's time to turn it around. It's a start. Let's go to Jordan, who has said two words since he joined in here. Jordan, are you okay? That's the new way of asking how are you doing. Yeah. Are you good? (laughs) Words, Jordan. We can't hear you, Justin. Jordan. It, Jordan, this is a podcast. You got to. His mic's not working. That's why he Jordan, hasn't been talking. Oh, right. that was, that was <laughs> no it's hilarious. He's, he's <laughs> frantic. He's freaking out. Oh, he forgot right to now. plug it into his computer. Huh? Huh? Jordan, still not there, buddy. Making great podcasts right here. Still not Jordan. there. 
Oh, this is good coming. Hey, you guys, guys. You want to you go to me while the while shit is in shambles? You right want now. me to run down my eight legger while while he's trying to figure it out? JP, go to this, Mike on the settings on the bottom bar and and let it pop up and see what it's it's is it using the mic you have? The USB. Uh, there you yeah. go. Edit this part out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. But no, we're gonna leave it because he is <laughs> frantic. So let's go to Reese, the guy with a working mic. Episode probably 70 total, and we're just figuring this out. So let's go to Reese. I uh, had a winning weekend. I uh, went 2 Bingo. 1. Shout out JP for No, we still can't hear you, JP. <laughs> Shout out JP for He's back. Hey, JP, be quiet. We're getting. We're talking about my picks from last week. Be quiet now, though. Hey, man. I don't know why this uh, is working. I think I'm using this. Hey, went two and one. Shout out JP for the principal play uh, in the under in the under for the uh, service academy game, and then we had the very unfortunate. The loss was North Carolina going to Virginia. I don't know how the hell they have twenty eight points to that Virginia defense um, or that Virginia offense. Pardon me, but and they had they the chance to win at anybody. the end. I don't, know, I don't know if anybody was watching that. Yeah, but Virginia's offense is fucking terrible. They scored twelve points last week against or 14 points against the week before against Miami. That was in double overtime, too. That offense is just awful, but Armstrong, they had a good day. Drake Drake did well, but they just didn't put the points. They couldn't. They didn't score off the turnovers like, I, like they needed them to. And if you watch that game at the end, they literally had – they won by three, but they had a chance to go punch it in. I think they were, on, they were within the Virginia's 10 with like a minute 30 left. They took a knee. Some guy runs through and shoves over Drake May. They get a half a distance to the goal. Like, all right, they're talking shit. Go punch it in. Nope, they take another knee. Then some guy's talking shit in between plays. Another unsportsmanlike conduct, half a distance, and they still take a knee, man. Like, they had every chance to go in and win it, but they didn't. Um, so that one kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. But then we had the under in the Purdue-Iowa game, that cash. Uh, it was at, I think I gave it at 41 and a half. And the day, like, I thought I had put it in, but it didn't. It went all, it was all the way down to 38 and a half. Uh, and it still hit. Shout out Iowa's defense and Purdue just being awful that day. So, winning weekend. Good job, Reese. Good job. Okay, now let's go to JP, who I think is using just a straight video game mic. So, if you well, can't hear him, turn it up. Apparently, when I did the whole deal here, I had this down, and so I thought this was the mic I was using. So, this is just for show. You know, tap, tap, one, two, okay. can't hear shit. Yeah, it's definitely so, not on. I went two and three with the stuff I gave out on the pod. I went four and three if you count the Mac plays on Tuesday. Uh, looking good already. I went two and one in the Mac yesterday. And so I, everything's feeling good. I'm going to Iowa City this weekend. I'm about to watch uh, Big Ten football in the freezing cold with two teams that can't score. It's going to be fucking exhilarating. Amped. Ready to roll. Over under Wisconsin, Iowa sits 35. at 35. 35 <laughs> over. Five points. Over. We're picking up grammar twice. Yep, grammar's get picked off twice. D- what does that mean? You're not going to score. You're going to have great field position. That's, a lot. That's asking your offense position. a lot, man. Uh, they've looked That's good the last six two point weeks. Difference. They've done everything real- they've needed to the last two weeks. I didn't, so I didn't realize. Hold on, time the fuck out. I didn't realize when they got to 24, it was by that Williams like big run, and that was like a minute into the second half, and they didn't score in the second half after that. Schaefer, you know how they go. Once they're up and they have a lead, they just coast. They just play not to lose. It's everybody called it. Like it's just what happens, man. So okay. was not bringing any good vibes about that game when he texted me that I was up like four because he took the under with me. They kept yeah, I was up like fourteen nothing. Shaper's Schaefer's freaking out. Not bringing 
not bringing good vibes. I'm like, we're fine. Let a ball game. Child. They, they literally didn't stop scoring until 13 minutes left in the second half. We we say that, but they put up 24. Yeah. But the over was only at fucking, what was it, 38? 38, 38 and still half. didn't even sniff and, it. It was still and, a score and a half away. But the craziest part was Purdue. I mean, that's Purdue's game is, like, playing catch-up, airing it out. So, like, when Iowa met, got to 24, we're like, fuck. You think Purdue's going to get a couple of garbage touchdowns at least? Like, this is screwed. It was a God's grace for Iowa just to – Touch that down and be like, yeah, let's fuck this weather up. Because that just took the air raid out of everything. There's 50 that mile weather, an hour winds, man. Yeah. All across just the Middle East. Like that announcement came out. I think the under dropped four points. Like <laughs> after that tweet went out. They're like, yep. But okay, let's jump into it. Let's go to the new college football playoff rankings that came out. Tennessee out of the top four, TCU in. And we have to give credit to Reese, who was the only one who had TCU in his top 10 two weeks ago. Now they are in the college football playoff rankings. Yes, we have had the discussion of whether or not this is super important. No, TCU has big games down the stretch. Won this week against Texas, but let's talk about the rankings in general. TCU is seven-point dogs. This is why Uh, the rankings don't matter. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU are your top four in that order. Got come. Um, Tennessee at five, Oregon moves up to six, LSU moves up to seven after a massive upset against Alabama, overtime winner, big balls, Brian Kelly for that move. That was but did you feel like that was a win-win situation? Like he goes for yeah, two there, I mean, they don't he, win. Like, I don't think, I mean, yes, really he had big bad. balls, but like, what do you have to lose? That's, but, but I think I mean, they maybe still were probably getting, getting, maybe getting fired. Well, and he technically had the SEC West on the line. If they go to overtime and they still win, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they still have the West to lose or win. So I think that was the big deal. But I, I saw it as a – that is like the most common rub route two-point conversion technique ever. You could think back to Clemson's win in the national title where they ran a rub yep. route with Ro, Renfro. You think – just there's a ton of them. Everybody has it. It's like America's play within the five-yard line. Yeah. Wide ass open. Big time play. And then we got to give a shout out. I don't know if you guys saw this video. Big Red looked like an equipment manager all over the pylons. Absolutely yeah, nobody was... got their hand on the pylon. So shout uh, out Big Red if by God's grace you're listening to this. Yeah. And then just looking at the rankings, uh, Alabama at nine, they didn't drop too much. You know, like a, two loss, nine. nine. Look at it, nine right oh, now. Nine. Uh, in front of Clemson, in, in front of Old Miss who plays Alabama this week. I think what's interesting here, you kind of look and Oregon and USC in the top 10 was the last time two Pac-12 teams have been in the top 10 in a college football poll. Like, I think that's huge for the Pac-12. Yeah, that's a fair question. Like, I don't know. And UCLA still has a chance to win that conference and they're not even in the top 10. They're 12. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like that. I still don't know. Like going back to last week's conversation, we were talking what the scenarios were for certain things. The Pac-12 is 100% holds its own key because now with Clemson's loss, the ACC's out. I, like, I'm sorry, you're not putting a one-loss NC or North Carolina win. Like, even if they beat Clemson in the ACC title, you're not putting them in, right? Like, you, no. you just can't. And then not with that defense, no. yeah. And Clemson goes in, they beat North Carolina. Like, I don't think they're in. So the door is open for the Pac-12 right now. Uh, their one issue now is 
are there two Big Ten teams looking to get in? Are there two SEC teams looking to get in? And then what does TCU do? So they're knocking. I think this year might be the year that they get one in uh, for sure. Notre Dame spanks Clemson, by the way. Um, kind of a saving grace for college football fans just because everybody kind of had an underlying idea that Clemson really wasn't it. And mm-hmm. they got pretty exposed this weekend. So shout out yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, but JP, to your point, you talk about UCLA at 12. Don't forget Utah right behind him at 13. Another Pac-12 team snipping. Yeah. I mean, their they're representation there. Um, yeah, if Utah goes in on to get into the Pac-12 title, though, then you're done. Like, I think if they win the Pac-12, it's over because they have two losses. Right. Um, so they really screwed themselves losing week one to Florida. And then Illinois losing to Michigan State at home. Bad loss. Yikes. Bad loss. You can't do that. That's so ugly. Uh, I don't know why. I don't think Kentucky is worth a ranking. Uh, I don't think they're a very good football team. I think they're on a downhill slope. But I do think that once you get to 20, it's kind of like, oh, who are we ranking this week? You know what I mean? Uh, who do we throw a bone to? I don't know if you guys um, have Notre, yeah, Notre Dame jumping, jumping all the way to 20. I don't know about that. You want me to tell you? I'll give you the reason why Illinois lost this week. It's called the Husker Hex. Have you guys been following this? Mm-hmm. Teams that have beaten Nebraska? Let me tell you. Northwestern beat Nebraska. Since beating Nebraska, 0-8. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. Since beating Nebraska, 3-4. and Oklahoma was 2-0 and when they beat Nebraska. Since beating them, 2-4. and Purdue was 4-2. and Since beating them, 0-2. Illinois, since beating Nebraska, 0-1. Minnesota, you are fucked. Take the other team's money line. It is every single team that beats really? Nebraska cannot win anymore. It <laughs> That's is full, crazy. It is real. It is bad. They've been talking about it all year, but we're still in there. That's why we're still team combined records. Win I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, "While that's like funny, it's also like that's not a good thing." Because, like, if you guys can't beat them and they can't beat other teams, it's like, what does that say? Well, sometimes you got to walk so others can run, Shaker. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to help everybody else. He's not here for me. He's here for we. The combined uh, record of all those teams when they play Nebraska was 18 and 6, and all of them combined after are 5 and 19. So don't beat Nebraska. That's also, we have to talk about Kansas. Bowl eligible, and they yes. lost the goalposts. Shit happened. They did lose the goal. Came back. That was serious for that breakdown. What an unreal quote out of that guy. He's like talking talking to all the security staff. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. And he's like, Well, we lost the goalpost. Let's Shit let's happened. stay with Kansas. <laughs> let's stay with Kansas. Let's talk about the Big 12. This conference is the Plaxico Burris of college football. They just shoot themselves in the foot to have no representation at the end of this. They everybody beats beats each other's ass. It's crazy. The conference, the conference season for the Big 12 has done nothing helpful for them. Let's talk what about the state wanna, of Oklahoma. What, what do you want us to do? Just let Oklahoma beat us? <laughs> Just like uh, yeah. Not only Oklahoma, but let's talk about the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma State <laughs> and Oklahoma are in shambles. They have no representation anymore. Oklahoma State has 655 injuries and got piss-pounded by Kansas. And Oklahoma is just bad. With a bag of quarterback. Yes, with a back quarterback. That kid's a stud, though. That bean kid's fucking good. He is good. pretty good. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was the starter last year. He was the starter before Daniels. Did and he start COVID year? Um, no, Daniels did. And then Daniels redshirted last year and up until the Texas game. 
Um, well, and Bean was the quarterback so, like, before. It's funny because when Bean went in, it's like everybody's surprised by him. And I'm like, dude, this is mm-hmm. the same guy that's been having all these reps. He played it. He was a starter at North Texas before. Like the guy, I thought the guy was pretty solid. Um, it was just a bad football team last year. Like they, you look at, they, they definitely plugged, act like they he's never seen in. the field. Yeah, they plugged him in, and it's like Jalen Daniels is good, but like this is Lance Leopold's system. It's not yeah. like they need some stud quarterback out there that's saving them on offense. Plus, they can run the ball just fantastic. Like Devin Neal is as good as it gets. In that they conference. gave it to him. I took I took notes and looked at it because I have like a thing for them this week that I like. They gave it to Neal thirty two times last week. Yeah, he's good. He's really down good. the rock, baby. Run the football, some tw- baby. Some twelve-year-old I saw on TikTok was ranking all the uh, running backs in the Big Twelve. He had Neil at eight, and uh, it took all the adult in me to not just absolutely <laughs> berate the list. It took everything out of me. I was I was furious after kids going screaming at twelve-year-olds on TikTok. <laughs> That's not, why is there twelve-year-olds on your for you page? That is based <laughs> off of likes. Jay Schaefer um, training right there. Anyway. Let's go to um, – let's just talk about the 12-team playoff versus the 14-team playoff really quickly. Do you guys know the format that they were shooting for in 12? Was it the first two seeds get buys? First four get buys? Right. I don't know. That's why I was going to ask. I'm hoping we all have the answer because I would just like to think of first round, first round matchups in the college football playoff. Like, let's just say a nine versus eight is normal if everybody plays. Then LSU – it would be USC-Alabama. That would be electric. And we'll still be fighting yeah, over – we would still be fighting over whether UCLA or Utah or Penn State should be in or whether or not Clemson should be in at 10 over North Carolina. Like, there, the arguments – That's the problem still I have with the 12-team playoff is, like, now we're going to be arguing, like, these dog shit teams to get in. Like, yeah, what is, because, what the fuck because Utah's dog shit. Paper. Dog shit, yeah. What has yeah. Penn, Penn State done this year to deserve to get into the fucking playoff? I mean, there would be people arguing for that team to be in the playoff. They haven't beat any of those teams. They can't. Like, fuck. They got absolutely killed by Michigan, and then they just choked and got destroyed in the fourth quarter by Ohio State at home. It was the only top ten. All four would get a bye, just confirming. Okay, all four would get a bye, so then you go, what, five versus the 12. So you have UCLA, Tennessee, probably goes to Tennessee. Ole Miss versus Oregon, that would be a good one. Clemson, LSU, and then Bama and USC. That sounds pretty fun to me. Those would be good and, games. But, yeah. Those. But does but does Tulane get the 12 at this current point? So this is the best G5? That's a fair question. See, I feel like those arguments are always going to be installed when it comes to the playoff. They have to be. Yeah. They have to be, right? Which is why I, I'm kind of in favor of it. I, I like the 12 teams. But it also does take away your non-conference, which – it's it is fun early. I think, in the it, helps games, I think it helps with the games down the road that start to mean less and less. Like Alabama yeah. LSU wouldn't have mean much. Georgia Tennessee wouldn't have meant much. These conference title games have just become useless. They're seeding. It's going mean, to help even things out, though. I feel like like two. How how is it evening listen. things out? Two two losses. You are not a national championship contender if you lose twice in the regular season. I don't care who you are, and I am talking to Alabama. You can't lose two loss. You can't have two losses in a season in college football, and should be in the same conversation uh, as winning a national championship. It just it's not shouldn't be the case. What, ha- what happens if they go run the if they were if they were to run the table though, and they just did that right now? Like like if they make the play, like so it's like it's like the expansion happened right now. They're in it. What happens if Bama has two losses? They it go proves run it that. Would like you be Davey pumping said, your it chest? Regular, 
proves the regular season doesn't matter. But would you be pumping your chest, being like, "Told you, an eight seed won it. It's Alabama. You start. This is the whole reason for this is That's to get Alabama winning national titles. You, nobody would be like, "Dude, two lost team just won. Took it Alabama." They'd be like, "Alabama fucking won again. So happy we expanded this shit." We're right. talking about the only sport, including the NFL, that you, we would say a two lost team just can't win it. Like we're talking about the Patriots went fifteen and two, or the Vikings went fifteen and two and won it. It requires perfection. I think that's like almost perfection, at least. I mean, there's one lost teams that have done it. Um, but that's like the beauty of college football. That's what's been so awesome about every goddamn Saturday being meaning that much because every win matters. Now nah, you could just lose. Fuck, Alabama could lose three three games in a season in this 12-team playoff, and they'll probably still get in. in but guys aren't going to go into games and give half-ass effort because a game doesn't matter. Like every game still matters to you guys. They're not going to go in and give a half effort. Like, no, but what does the game really Alabama, mean, they're though? Still gonna go in, yeah. They're still going to go in and give every single thing they can. What? Let me ask like, you this, Reese. What are, what, are, what, are those, what are some of those, and we are going to find out this weekend, what do some of those NFL guys on this Alabama team have to play for now? They have two losses. They don't care. That's like, that's the whole argument. What do you mean? They still they have the rest of their season to play for. Do they, though? They went to Alabama to compete for national They're going to quit the season right now and go, hey, I'm going Wouldn't to that be making a point for the 12 team? Because they would still have something to play for. But that's what I'm yeah. just saying. Like, the two, we shouldn't let two losses keep you in the season. So, like, if you win, if you lose two games, you shouldn't have – I just don't think you should have so a Alabama, chance. So, Alabama should be out right now, and you should bring in Tulane. Well, Alabama is out. If they, well, if they, did, the, if they, did, if they did the title thing right now, you should kick Alabama – out I don't like Tulane. Who Tulane lose to? I don't two. think they should fucking. They, have one they lost to some terrible team in the fucking comp in the American. Was it Houston? I think they lost to Houston. Who gives I up ninety points a game? A. I think it was um, Houston. All I thought I'm they lost ten out of twelve on a quiz. If I get ten out of twelve on a quiz, it's pretty good. You missed two questions. <laughs> still got a chance. Still got a chance for an A. Come on, think, man. I don't Ooh, think ten out of twelve is an A, fellas. I still have a chance for an A, though. So you go get that? <laughs> yeah, a little extra credit. No big I just, deal. I just don't – I am not super anti-expansion. I am anti what people think it's going to do for the sport. I hate the reasoning behind most people's arguments for it because I don't think it's really based – in fact, I think it's based on once. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Twelve is so many. Like, why not? Twelve is insane. I still think start. six is. I will go. I think. On I, think I. I agree. I think twelve. Number. I think twelve is a lot. Even I think eight it should be like eight. Eight. eight, I, eight I could get on board with. Yeah. Eight, eight would be fine. I think five, that five actually, that actually that, that'll that'll take that'll take in an actual conference title and all that stuff. Like, and then yeah, five conference champs, three at large. It's just. I mean. But twelve. Twelve is that sweet spot to still give those top four teams a buy which still makes it beneficial to be a top four team. That is massive to have not have to play that first game against a team that has one, maybe two losses. Like that is a huge part of that. And I think that's why it is 12. Plus that opens up opportunities for what was that three years ago, four years ago now that coastal would have been in the 12. No doubt. That was the argument that we made. And then Cincinnati showed up. I think another argument that, I mean, I think this year is unique. I think everybody gets ex- excited by the thought of 12 teams this year being in a playoff. I think this year from top to bottom, I don't think the margin of talent's very, very large. Um, 
and it's just not always going to be like that. Like, like you said, that COVID year, if that fucking coastal team made the playoff, yeah, you can't catch me. Like, why am I? I'm watching the first quarter, and it's over. I don't care who they're playing. It's not even close. And we're going to get seasons like that where these 12, the 12th, the 11th, the 10th team, come on now. What, why do you say that when Alabama and Cincinnati was a closer game than 90% of the other playoff games? That Cincinnati, we mean, we've talked about this. Alabama and Cincinnati was a closer game than Michigan and Georgia. And that's fine, but, but Cincinnati, be... Cincinnati wasn't scoring. They weren't. It was not going to happen. But you didn't turn off the Georgia-Michigan no, game because Michigan wasn't scoring. Like, I didn't turn off. Offense. I didn't turn we had it on the hotel room. That year was yeah, better I was going to say, I remember Masters. it was on the hotel room. I wasn't even paying attention. It was New Year's Eve. We were hammered. That's I'm, take, I'm turning also that true. off, too. Other factors. Uh, there is other factors. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was freezing rain in Omaha. So we were shit-dicked. And it was twenty-seven to three. So. I hate that those are on New Year's Eve. They need to be on their own day. I hate the national championship on a Monday. Like, there's just problems with that shit. Yeah, the worst part about that is I'm always in Vegas for my work when the national champion happen- championship happens, which is fine betting wise. It's great to be in Vegas, but the game also kicks off at four p.m. Yeah, that's <laughs> last ridiculous. year I was in Vegas. It was four p.m. when that game kicked off. The sun's still shining. Yeah. <laughs> But then in Boston this weekend, when daylight savings happened, it was dark at four o'clock. It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, anyway, Great. let's let's move to the next thing. Uh, let's go towards a betting realm of questions. Uh, are we betting the Mac? Has anybody been, has anybody been betting the Mac? Because Maction's in full swing. It's going on right now. This is Wednesday night. You're listening on Thursday. So who's been betting the Mac and what have you been taking? And Maction's great. We love it. JP, what do you got? Uh, I've been doing just spreads for the most part uh i don't really if you're gonna play a mac game i usually think over i don't really think about it mm-hmm. too hard but i have been pretty much every game honestly and it's been good to me it really has uh i've had i got three rolling tonight uh with i got buffalo western michigan and bowling green and then last night i had uh toledo that lost so that was tough ohio and then i had akron as well so I've been doing pretty well in the Mac. Michigan just had a shake around. I don't know if you saw that yet. There's no real rhyme or reason for anything. It's just the same research and stuff. You just need to take it with a grain of salt because it is the Mac and crazy and weird shit happens. And it's midweek football. Who doesn't love that? True. Maction's great. It's just there's always all-time football highlight moments that come out of those games, no oh, matter yeah. who is playing. Kick, like, opening oh, kickoff the night in the Bowling Green game. Opening kickoff. Gets recovered by the kicking team. That doesn't happen unless it's Tuesday and it's the Mac. It's um, the Mac. It's the greatest yeah, of all time. They don't even have to try are, for it. They just let the games play. And they know it too. Like yeah. Mac Twitter, they know that it's like Maction. Watch this fuckery. Oh yeah, it's, they have to. I would lean into that so hard, and they've done so well at like leaning into it and just being like, "This is us. This is this is what we do." Sure this thing. Who we are. Okay. Me. Shout out, great. JP. JP, segue us into the next question. Talk about the Pac-12 and their scheduling dynamic and ask us questions about it. Yeah. So here is where the Pac-12 is. You have Utah, UCLA, USC, and Oregon all with a chance to still get into that title game. They are playing within divisions right now, but the rankings within the conference or standings within the conference are not division-based. It's just the top two teams. So my question for you is, 
do you like the idea of going away with divisions and taking the top two teams? If so, do you like how they're doing it where you still play in your North and South divisions and you get your crossover games, quote unquote, and then they take the two? Or do you want to see maybe like one or two protected rivalries and then just a, you know, around the clock scheduling dynamic where you're playing these teams this year, these teams next year, and you kind of shuffle that off. So you're seeing basically every team in the conference at least once every two or three years. How would you go about it? Do you like the way they're doing it? Do you like the divisions? Do you think, like, how do you think it'll go? Because I'll give my input after, but I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Because I thought it was interesting the way they're doing it. I feel like, well, if you're, so you're talking about like just in the Pac-12 or like every division or every conference? So just any conferences, just, Mostly the G5. I or the P5, sorry. Power 5? I feel like yeah. they're not bad, but also I feel like you are you may not get the best teams in the title game every year. Like if you look at the Big Ten this year, Michigan and Ohio State, one of those teams isn't going to be in the Big Ten title game. Like mm-hmm. I get it that it's you're getting your cross play and all that stuff and you're getting more teams in there and a better chance to – win a conference, things like that, you win your side and guaranteed you're in versus just being one of the two best teams in there. I think that it's – I think they're going to see that we should go away from divisions because, like I said, it's, it's going to happen more often than not that, say, because um, I mean, UCLA and USC might be the two best teams in that conference right now, but they're both on that same side, and one of those teams might not get in. Like Oregon, Oregon is, is playing very well. They've from what they started off the year, they're doing very, very well. But, like, I don't know. I just think the way those two teams are playing right now, like, they might be the two best teams. And then if you're going to have them on the same side and not have one in the championship game, I think that's that's how divisions are going to hurt conferences and things like that. That's, that's just my input for you. So would you have, like, two or three protected rivalry games that you play every single year and then round about the rest of your schedule? Or would you just round about it all the time? I feel like you get – what's going to – bring in players and I feel like money too is those is those rivalry games because that's something that you look forward to every year like imagine being a uh Iowa fan and not playing I guess you guys don't give a shit but like if I and Iowa State didn't play each other like that's a massive interview that everybody in the state gives a shit about that fundraising thing like that you're gonna get people to come to those games it's big for money USC mm-hmm. UCLA Ohio State Penn State like those big games that mean Ohio State Michigan like those games that mean so much to those fan bases if you're going to get rid of them, I think you're going to hurt the school and the money they can bring in by doing that. And I think you're hurting the, the sport. The, the Pac-12 that you just asked about, you have to think about teams that are becoming more relevant. Like Oregon State's actually a pretty decent football team this year. Oregon-Oregon State was a great game. You're taking that out. So, no, you yeah. got to keep the rivalry games. You got to, especially in-state, anybody in-state that has a state school and then a main school should play every single year. It just Schaefer. has to happen. It's great. For what do you think? I think that, I mean, I hope when the Big 12 expands, I kind of hope they go they go to this format um, like the Pac-12, but I, I would like to see a, a protected rivalry here or there. But I don't know if, like, being in those divisions, if it just, like, guarantees those games. I don't necessarily know. I haven't even looked into exactly how the Pac-12 does it with their divisions, but also taking the top two teams because that's how I believe yeah. every conference. So they're, I mean, so they're in divisions. Their schedule is based off their divisions, north and south, like they've been yeah. playing. But they but, just take the top two. Yeah, based but on their schedule, standings are all one. See, yep, I like that, and I think that yeah, because I think Iowa State 
needs to be just like making this relatable. Like I hope Kansas and Kansas State will be in our division um, going forward, just more regionalized, uh, keeping protected rivalries with those guys. But at the same time, like if uh, TCU and UCF are in the same division, but those are two clearly the best two teams that year. Mm-hmm. I think that they should play each other again. I think it would be fun. I think it's good for ratings. I think it's deserving to see like Michigan and Ohio State play again this year. I think would be awesome because what if like last year, the snow got the best of Ohio State. Everyone likes to say they're not a snow team. Okay, they play in Indianapolis in that dome uh, a week later. Man, how much how much of a different outcome do you think that is? And ha- and how much does that impact uh, their look in the college football playoff and getting in that year? Mm-hmm. Look, just looking at last year for an example, I think that that should just be all conferences. I didn't really understand it. I thought it was weird when I first heard it, and now it's like, damn! You see how competitive the Pac-12 is getting down to the wire these last couple of weeks, and everybody should I, be doing it. I think you should get one or two protected rivals within a conference. For example, Iowa yeah. would get to keep Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska. One of the either all three of those or two of those three, right? And then you would circle through the rest of the Big Ten. So you'd have your normal non-con schedule of three games. You'd get your two or three protected. Non-con. And then, yeah, the rest of them just get cycled through the Big Ten. So there's not divisions. You still need to be in the top two to get in. But I think they need to protect those or pod, you know, quote, unquote, that pod. So you play in a pod of four. So you, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, let's just say that's four. They all play each other but then the rest is just spread out and they cycle through them as the years go. So you play those same three teams every year, but you get the rest of the big 10 cycled through as well. So you're not playing the same division every year. You're playing the same three teams instead of the same five teams or whatnot, six teams. Does that make sense? I like that idea. A little bit. I like that idea. But kind of a decent and it, idea. It, it keeps kind of that division, you know, like you win your pod. There's a sense of pride in that. I assume like, even if you're, not going to your Big Ten title game or your Big 12 title game or whatever. I think you are still in divisions, but you're playing for something bigger. We're just protecting history, rivalries. You know What makes college football college football is the rivalries and the tradition behind it. So you have to keep those in some way. And that's one way to keep it. So I think just looking, I think everybody's in agreement that divisions weren't weren't necessarily bad for football or college football, but maybe they're in the past a little bit. Maybe they're not you know, just with way college football is moving and how it's changing and the sport as a whole, maybe it's time to adapt the way you schedule as well. They definitely 100%. can be good because if you do have because if you do have the two best teams in different divisions, then it works out. But I'm, mm-hmm. it's, those, it's those times when you don't like yeah. the Big Ten this year with the Big Ten East, like it's just, yeah, it hurts. It kind of sounds like it's more. It does more hurt than it does good because even if yeah the two best teams are in different divisions in this new setup, they would still play each other. Right. But in a divisional setup, you can screw that up more than you get it right. Yep. All fair points. That's, it's a good conversation. I mean, I mean, the entire game is adapting, right? So just like what JP said, you, we have to change something or make at least a choice that stays intact for the new college football world. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Picks time. Week, what are we on? Week 11? Picks. 10? Picks. 11. 11. Week six. 11. We are in it. A lot of big games. Not a great schedule, but there are some good games underlying in there. 
Um, let's go round table style as always. How many picks does everybody have? I have four. Reese has two. JP has three. Schaefer, tell me you have one or five. Uh, somewhere between there, yeah. I have oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I have really to talk about too, but I have the least helpful got, answer yeah, ever. Two leads. Two leads. So let's start with Schaefer. Maybe he has five. Schaefer, give us a play. I'm gonna go with a an early Don't play take that mine. I already got in. Um, because I feel good about this one again because I saw the over was set at 61 today. I didn't realize it skyrocketed that high. I have over 56 in the Arizona State Washington State game. Um, just thought this number was a little low for two teams that I think can put up points. Ever since Arizona State's made the change at quarterback. Um, this is more of a, I don't know, watchable team. Uh, definitely a team that's capable of scoring and competing in, the, in their games. I mean, last week they gave UCLA 30, which was which was good to see. They have still have Zavion Valaday, I think one of the better playmakers in that conference. Unfortunately, the talent around him is lacking. Uh, and then on the other side, I think with Washington State and Cameron Ward, you know you're just going to get a lot of, lot of plays. A lot of passing plays. It's going to be an up-tempo offense. There's going to be a lot of chance of points being scored. Uh, and they absolutely just walloped on Stanford last week, a team similar to talent in Arizona State. So mm-hmm. I think they can get to 40, and I think uh, Arizona State can get to 20, to be honest. All fair points. Let's go to JP. Yeah, I'm going to take Pitt minus four against Virginia. Uh, to be completely honest with you, we've had success going against UVA this year, and I kind of want to stay with that. Uh, Pitt didn't Not look pretty last game. week. I didn't. Uh, Pitt, Pitt didn't look pretty last week, but UVA <laughs> is just not a very good football team. Uh, and you kind of look at what Pitt is. They want to run the football. That's what uh, Narduzzi wants to do, and he gets his running back, uh, Israel Abinaconda, back uh, from injury who didn't play last week, and that kind of showed with their inability to run the football. You. Uh, the UVA defense has shown a little bit of life, but that offense has not. And the pit defense is, is good. It's good enough. I think it's going to be still a problem. I think UVA has just had too many issues with uh, Brennan Armstrong just not getting on the same page as the offensive coordinator and all the changes they made in the offseason hasn't gone well. Uh, UVA is also coming off two grinder <laughs> football games. I mean, two just one overtime and one really close one. So I think they are due for uh, a little bit of a – not a hangover, but just they're just – the shit's getting beat out of them. So I think they're a little bit lax days gone. So I'll take Pitt minus four. I think that's uh, take the better run game, take the better offense in this spot. Love it. Reese, give us a play. Uh, first one that I'm going to go with is going to be Kansas and Texas Tech over at 64. Both these teams just have such bad uh, defenses. I was looking this up. Texas Tech is the 64th ranked defense giving up 372 yards per game. Uh, their offense gets 462 yards per game, and Tech averages 32 points per game and giving up 30 points per game. Kansas's defense is in the bottom 25. They give up 435 yards a game, and then on, on the offensive side of the ball, they get 434 yards a game. Their offense scores 38 points a game. Their defense gives up 30 points a game. So it just sounds like points, points, points. Offense is going to have a day. Defense is going to figure this shit out. I saw that. And I'm like, that's so much reading, but it just says bad defense everywhere and good offense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that. Um, Kansas plus eight on the turnover differential. Tech is negative eight. So I feel like Tech might turn the ball over. Kansas could turn the ball over. Who the hell knows? There's going to be turnovers. There's going to be a lot of points. Um, 
and we talked about it before, but uh, Jalen Daniels is going to be out again this week. He was limited in practice, um, and Bean did extremely well last week against an Oklahoma State defense. Threw for two touchdowns over 200 yards and almost ran for 100 yards. Um, like we mentioned before, they gave it to Neal uh, 32 times. Um, and that Tech defense isn't the greatest against the run. I think they gave up 160 yards a game on the ground. So he's going to have himself a day. Um, this sounds like a fun game to turn on that nobody's really going to give a shit about and just hope for a bunch, bunch of points. Reese, are we going to hear from your Roadrunners this week? Uh, I have no idea, man. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, for me, my first play is going to be I'm going to take NC State minus the 18 at home against Boston College. Boston College's offense, I'm not sure if anybody knows this, is just fucking terrible. Their, their offensive ranks are bottom of the country in pretty much every category. They put up three points against UConn in a 13-3 to loss. They're playing a very, very above-average NC State defense, and I do not think they score more than 10 points. NC State's always going to get there. They have to build going into this North Carolina game in a couple weeks. So I feel like you're going to see a hungry North Carolina State team and a very, very bad Boston College team. Boston College, just to look into it, ranks 117th in third down conversions on defense, 118th in first downs given up, 126th in sacks allowed. They are constantly letting guys in their backfield, which NC State's pretty good at, 130th in rushing yards, and 121st in yards per play. So look for Boston College to not score any, and I think NC State covers the 18 pretty easily. God, I'm going to I'm going to Boston over Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm looking to go to that game. They play Syracuse. Shout out Orange. The tickets for that game, six bucks. Yes. There you go. Get a Big Mac <laughs> for more expensive. Six bucks. <laughs> Boston College is terrible. They, I we didn't talk about that, but they did lose to UConn thirteen to three. I remember being in Memorial Stadium, looking up, going, "Holy shit, look at this!" <laughs> yeah, UConn's on the UConn's up and up. back. Yeah, they They're are. Up and up. Schaefer, give it to us. Go. Uh, one thing that has been steady in the win column for me all season long has been Houston overs. Uh, I continue to just beat it like oh, an old shit. bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, last week was the absolute epitome of what I've been saying all year. Scoring the most, what was it, the highest score in FBS history? Uh, 63 to 76. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Nick Toon have nine touchdowns? <laughs> Clayton too. I I think Clayton so. I, sorry, sorry. Where I, where did I get Nick Tune? I don't know. That's a player Nick somewhere. Nick Tune isn't that a car? Isn't that wasn't Nick that a Nick Nick, Nick 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 Nick? <sighs> no, no, no. Wasn't he, he? I think he was a point guard for someone. I don't know. Sorry, Clayton no, Tune. But I think he had nine. He had nine touchdowns last week. Yeah. Continue, Chafe. So, yeah. They, no. That just they absolutely their offense is insane. They rank in the top fifteen in passing yards, top twenty in points scored. And they turn the ball over uh, a little bit. So they're kind of just a dumpster fire. As you're, you're, The punt team will not be on the field very often. Let's just say that. And on the other side, they rank in 109th and 110th in both total yards and passing yards. And Temple's a team that put up 54 last week against USF, so they're capable. And this is also a Temple team that gave up 70 to UCF. Don't get those two confused. So just an absolute dumpster fire on the field. Man, if – I, there's going to just be a ton of points scored on one side or the other. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of these teams can get the 60, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, the over is hit. Sorry. Uh, the over is hit one, two, three, four, uh, nine or eight of the nine games for Houston this season. So there you go. 
Put me down on that, Schaefer. You talked me into it. Put me down on that. <laughs> Schaefer, uh, it's, it's interesting. You haven't had a spread play yet. Nick Toon. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. Nick yeah, Toon played, Nick played got... receiver at Wisconsin during uh, 2012-13. He was a stud there. Yeah, and, no, and he was there in 2011 when they shit-pounded us in yeah. uh, the Big Ten title. That's Correct. where it is. Motherfucker lives in my brain, in the back. <laughs> I read deep left cortex for that bitch. Yeah, that's Nick Toon. Okay. That's, see, I'm not crazy. He, he exists. And he played for the Saints, if I remember. Let's go to JP. Okay. We are going to take Tulane at home, right? Tulane is, yep, right. Tulane is eight and one, eight and one, and they are playing UCF. Uh, I'm taking Tulane minus two as well. Okay. I like Tulane for a couple of reasons. This is one of the bigger games in program history. Uh, this is their best record since I believe the late nineties. They are eight and one. They're also eight and one ATS uh, at home. And, Better defense in Tulane. UCF's is not very good. They can't put up points, but they've also shown if they're stifled a little bit, they do slow down a little bit. Uh, if you look at UCF and what they've done, they have had offensive outbursts like Schaefer was talking about a little bit ago. They've shown up. Usually they're not a four-quarter team. I've seen when I watch their games, maybe they get off to a hot start and they cool off or they start slow and then they heat up a little bit later. I think if you're going to go into Tulane in this atmosphere where everybody's going to be really hyped up and ready to go with Clayton Tune and a good offense and a team that truly is on an inside path to a New Year's Six Bowl right now, I think they know and see the spot. They've got to win the American to get there, and they've got to win out. So we'll take that team. Also, UCF is 1-5 ATS in the last six meetings between these two schools. I believe – is game day there this weekend? Or did they go somewhere else? Game day is TCU, Texas. Uh, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Imagine not going to this game. I'll take this team. I think this is going to be uh, a better team in Tulane all around. John Rich Fumley is solid, UCF solid, but I don't know if they're good enough to go in there and get this win. Just, I, It's a spot play, to be completely honest with you. 100%. And you have to look at it half the time when Tulane was kind of going through their struggles offensively. You didn't have a huge piece in Michael Pratt. That kid's a stud. I think people forget how good he was last year when they traveled to Oklahoma earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. He's played that way this year. He's still a beast. I think this is, like I said, JP, I'm tagging on everything. Why do I, I keep saying? I kept saying Clayton Tune because I had Clayton Tune stuck in my yep. head. It's Mac, fine. We let it go, yeah. though. We Apparently, we let <laughs> yours go, and then in mine, we we're just perfect. We're not, we're, we're per- we're not all perfect. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I mess up all the time. Think about um, saying Clayton Toon. No, not Houston. Yeah, no, I like Tulane in this spot for sure. I think their defense shows out more than people realize as well. Um, they they held that Houston team to 24 points earlier in the year. I'm sure that might have been the one game that they didn't go over, Shafe. So, um, yeah, just look out for Tulane. That's a pretty good football team. I would love to see them in a New Year's Six Bowl and give Great me their minus game. two as well. Oh, my Great God, uniform. what a kick for you, Jordan. Yeah, I know. That was a bomb. Also, great uniform yards. game. I think these these are going to be like top notch uniform game. Write this 100%. one down, and hang it on your wall. This would be badass. Reese, give us a play. Oh, you still have some. I'm going to do it. I don't think you guys are going to like it. I feel like it's a trap, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. TCU plus it's seven a and a half. I don't think going it's a trap. Texas. I like last week with Texas when they were favored against Kansas State, things like that. Like I feel like that was a spot where you're going to want to take. Tech or TCU here, like the money's going to be heavy on them, but I don't know. But like I said, I'm going to take TCU. Um, 
they started off every game slow, uh, which is just going to be sketchy in this situation if because the, they're going to one of the one of the toughest places to play. I mean, they can think they fill up to over over, over hundred thousand people in there. Um, but if they can find a way to start off hot, um, I really like it. This is this is probably their most important season, um, I would say, in what the last ten years since they had since Andy Dalton was their freaking quarterback. Um, Andy Trill. but. But uh, the thing about it too is if they if they do start off hot, their defense is playing out of their mind in the second half. Their last four games, they've only given up three touchdowns. So they can find a way to start off hot and start scoring. Um, let their defense do their things. Their coach do the adjustments. Um, other thing right now is Johnson is questionable. They're not sure if he's going to be in. Um, they definitely felt his loss last week against Tech, but they still did what they needed to do because they still have the weapons and Tay Barber, Darius Davis. Um, and Wiley uh, for their tight end. Um, I'm not sure how good their defense is going to be stopping Bijan. Uh, but the thing about it is if they can limit uh, Ewers, he's been, if you look at the stats, he's been less efficient and his completions have gone down the past uh, couple weeks. He's still finding guys in the end zone. He still throws about two touchdowns um, per week, but his completions have been going down. And they're just down the pressure. What exactly on him? Um, like I said, I don't know if they'll be able to stop Bijan, but if they can limit yours and make them one-dimensional and move up the box, then I like that that chances for them. And they're finally in the top four. So like, I mean, all eyes are on them. They were people were mad. They were number seven last week, and like, how the hell did you not put them in the top four? And now they are. So it's their time to show up in the spotlight. Um, their path is set. They control their own destiny. They just got to go in, and they they need to win this game. Like just covering like uh, like the spread of plus seven. I think money line is plus two thirty. I might even sprinkle some on there. Um, and then just stats I was looking at that I that make me like it more. TCU is one of two teams with two hundred eighty five yards per game in the air, two hundred yards on the ground, twenty passing TDs and twenty rushing TDs. So they are extremely balanced. They can attack this Texas defense any way they want. Uh, and then Texas, I didn't realize how bad their defense was against the pass. But they give up about 258 yards in the air every game. Yes. So Duggan and so if Johnson can get back, then I think him and Duggan are going to have a freaking day. Um, and then Texas is also two, and I think the over under for this game is like 64, 60, somewhere in the 65, 66. Um, so they're spending a lot of points in this game. And Texas is two and nine when they give up 30 points under Steve Sarkeesian. Um, so I like that side a lot for it. And then also this year, this is predicted to be a one score game. Uh, according to Vegas, and TCU is three and zero in one score games, and Texas is one and two in one score games this year. So, any stat, recent stat, TCU, there. he's got it. Yeah, got no it. Shit. <laughs> keep, keep, got keep going. It. Too. Fuck you, <laughs> Texas. That's Jimmy. dumb. I got nine different stats for you. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. that was uh, that was something. That was <laughs> research. research. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah research. research. TCU better. Uh, TCU better fucking cover. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll make this a thing, but I've been thinking over here the entire time since Reese said they haven't been good in a while. Last time I could think TCU was really competitive was when they made the Alamo Bowl against Oregon. Who's your number, trivia question? Number, number four. Last in there, number four. Yeah. Random hey. trivia question. Who played running back for TCU when they beat Oregon in the Alamo Bowl after being down 31 points? They came back and won in double overtime. Who played running back for TCU? He is a current NFL player. Yeah, uh, I got. Can I get a division? I got him on the top of my head. He doesn't <laughs> no does he play for the Eagles. No, it's not. God, Turpin, Kevante Turpin. Nope. The fuck? He, I don't fucking know. 
It was Aaron Green. Yeah, played yeah, running back at TCU during. How, how am I ever, how am I going to pull that out of my ass? Hey, it's t- just a trivia question. One of these Perfect weeks we'll get it. It'll be electric. Turpin we'll just throw those in there now. I love I it. Feel pretty good with that answer. Everybody gets their own trivia question per week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back there you go. Reese, zero for one. Take that, bitch. Our head to head doesn't even matter. Uh, okay, let's go to JP since I paired up and took his play last time. Actually, I skipped Schaefer. Schaefer, talk about a game or give us a play. I have a little two-team money line parlay for about uh, still no uh, spreads, huh? No, no spreads. Nope. <laughs> I have Florida State on the road at Syracuse, Oklahoma on the road at West Virginia. I think. I don't really need to explain much about West Virginia. That's a team with a football coach that won't be there uh, once December rolls around. Uh, and you're kind of, finally, I think you're catching this Oklahoma team at a good time. I think they're playing good football. Uh, their defense has really, really turned it around since the bye week. Um, and they got their quarterback back mm-hmm. that makes that offense that much more of a threat. Um, and then Florida State, on the other hand, I mean, Jordan Travis is the real deal, and this is one of the quieter teams of college football that nobody's talking about. I mean, this is a team that beat LSU the first game of the year, and it just doesn't really get brought up much. I know that the ACC doesn't really get the respect, um, and I'm not a big ACC guy. I don't think any of them should be in the playoff, but this Florida State team is really good, and they're finding a Syracuse team that's kind of limping to the the finish line right now, um, coming off a couple of losses, and they just look – to be Injuries, honest, they look lost on offense. Careful, with, careful with that. Though. Injuries, man. They looked lost on offense, uh, and I just don't. I don't see this team keeping up with that high-powered offense from Florida State. Yeah, not having Garrett. Not having Garrett kind of hurts. Jordan, playtime. Yep, I'll take Western Kentucky minus the thirteen against Rice. Uh, Rice is not a good football team. They're terrible on offense. Western Kentucky hasn't been known for their defense, but they are solid enough to keep this. Uh, Rice team down again. Also, Western has pounded bad teams. I mean, just obliterated the teams they're supposed to. They're 3-1 ATS as favorites over two touchdowns. They've put up 70 this year. They've blown out a a lot of people. I believe they average around 30-some points a game. And I just think this is a bad matchup for Rice. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to hang around as long as they would like to be. Uh, And so I'll play Western Kentucky on the high-powered offense. Love it. Okay, my next pick, I'm going to take Georgia Tech's money line at minus 120 at home against Miami. Van Dyke just hasn't been the guy for this Miami team. They are not very good. They have not been putting up a lot of points lately. And if flashback five weeks ago after Georgia Tech got rid of their head coach and their AD in the same day, and I said that doesn't change a team and make them not bad, that does not apply to Georgia Tech. They are a pretty competitive football team and have looked much better since making that change. I think they come out and they it, the spread, I think, is one and a half. Um, in Georgia Tech's favor, I feel safer at the money line. I think they win the game. Uh, I think so I saw Pickham Georgia today. Tech. It's what? I think I saw Pickham today, at least on DK. Yeah, I know uh, there's one other sharp that's on this game for Georgia Tech, and I will join him. Georgia Tech minus 120. I feel pretty comfortable with it. Tyler Van Dyke just isn't the guy there. Reese. Uh, that's it for my picks. I just have other like games I think would be fun to talk about. Um, actually, question: Who who's starting for Nebraska this week? Uh, most likely still Casey per- Thompson. Still Purdy. Wisconsin. Ooh, what do you think about the over in that game? Forty-eight and a half. I mean, if I if feel Michigan, like I feel if like, Michigan wins forty-nine to three, yeah. 
I feel like Michigan is going to put up points and run the ball no problem. But I feel like Nebraska might be able to put up 14, 17 points. And Four, Nebraska, 14, 14, you're pushing it, man. 14, 17 <laughs> points. They can, get, they can push a drive together. Maybe get a turnover. Who knows? We didn't score. I just think Michigan think Michigan's going to score. I think Michigan's going to score all the points they want. It's just if Nebraska can find a way to just 10, 14, 17, somewhere in there. I think if you're going to make a play in that game, I think Nebraska plus 17 in the first half is it. The second half, it's all going downhill. It's going to go bad, 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 bad. <laughs> uh, over the only favor I'd tell you, I either way, either a quarterback that starts, honestly, Casey throws more interception than the other two. They can't even get it remotely close. So I feel like you're comfortable with both quarterbacks and taking the over because it's going to be a lot of Blake Corum and a lot of A-gap 13 to 55-yard runs. We just don't defend it very well throughout the game. We stopped Mo Ibrahim for one half. We actually contained Chase Brown for the entire game, but Blake Corum and that offensive line and that atmosphere is just going to be a little too much for these scrubs that put on the scarlet and cream every week. So. It, it'll be ugly. We, we, we don't need to talk about it, but I like to play. <laughs> uh, let's go to something else, please, for the love of God. Schaefer. Uh, Schaefer, you done with the plays? No, no, I mean, Jordan, you, were, you look like you were going to start. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at something here. I have two lanes. Yeah, uh, I'll just get into one of mine then. That's fine. Uh, I'm looking at Tennessee over 38 and a half uh, against Missouri. I just coming Team off total. Of- Team total, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Good, good call. No, that was good. Um, I mean, a team that the really, if you watched that football game last week, didn't really struggle moving the ball that much. I mean, the rain and much like most games across the country, the the just the weather was such a factor that that the rain was just absolutely downpouring, and that's how they covered my alternate spread. It stopped raining. They went down and they uh, got a score, and they were re- knocking on the door a couple of times. This offense is still as legit as it gets. Um, they put up 44 on Kentucky, 52 on Alabama, 40 at LSU, uh, 38 on Florida. And I know that statistically Missouri is kind of under the radar as one of the better defenses in the country, but they just don't play anybody. I mean, the, the biggest team that they've played – Best team they've played is probably outside of Georgia is Kentucky. Um, and then that Georgia team was not the same team uh, October 1st as, as it was playing Tennessee last week. So I think that Georgia team would easily put up 40 points on this Missouri team now. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee will do the same thing uh, like, like, like everybody has been saying. You know, this is a team for Tennessee. They got to win out. They got to win out convincingly because, unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to get that conference uh, championship berth. So they got to do everything they can to build all, build their playoff resume without getting to the conference championship. So I think it starts this week at home. Good play. JP, give us a lean. I just want to talk about uh, one quick one before we get to the bigger one. I lean uh, SMU minus 17 and a half against USF. USF has just fired their head coach. They're already a terrible football team that can't seem to put up points or keep teams off the scoreboard. Tanner Mordecai and that SMU offense is high. What's flying, their team man. number? What's their total? SMUs? Yeah. I might just I take haven't that. Dude, uh, I haven't looked. They might put up again. Yeah, they might put up – if they put up 50, even – I feel confident. If they put up 28 points, I think they cover this number. Uh, I do think that it's a lean just because you don't know how confident or how locked in the SMU will be going into this game, kind of knowing how bad USF is. Uh, that's the only thing keeping me off of it. And then, Reese, I think I know what game you want to talk about. 
Guess. I'll give Ole Miss, Alabama. Nope. Oh, weird. Before we yeah. talk one more time, I'll give my last play. Uh, Schaefer, going back to you, I'll take Iowa State and Oklahoma State under 48 and a half. This Oklahoma State team cannot score without Spencer Sanders and half their offensive weapons, and Iowa State just can't score, man. So I will take Iowa State and Oklahoma State under the 48 and a half. Either way this game goes, whether Oklahoma State wins it, it's going to have to be low scoring. Or if Iowa State rolls them like Oklahoma State's been getting rolled, I still don't think they have enough willpower to put up 35 against this team. In Boone Pickens, by the way. Are you going to that, Shave? Uh, I'm not. I don't have the time. My brother is, but I am not. Here I, comes. He wishes. Yeah, I kind of wish. I, I do oh, wish. But, uh, I mean, the, the, yeah, I don't really know the answer with, with, with Sanders. I've been trying to, like, just go deep in rabbit holes on Twitter all week. Haven't really seen anything. Um, I mean, the only thing that really concerns me uh, if I were the over is just, man, that, that defense. We've made bad defenses look good. I we've definitely done that, but that 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 rush defense for Oklahoma State's as bad as it gets. Man, there it's, it's a bad defense. The the good news is Iowa State's offense sucks, no matter how bad the defense is. Twenty four so. points, <laughs> points last half or in the second half last week, but yeah, I don't against West do Virginia, the guy, the the team you just said is going to fire their coach, yeah. No, I, I I feel I feel good about it. I like the under there. Uh, even if Spencer Sanders plays, I st- think Iowa State's defense is still Iowa State's defense, which they are very good. So I like the play there, and that's why I think the line is where it's at, is just because of how good Iowa State's defense is. So I see a 24-20 final, max. I hope so. If I both seven to three. You didn't say you were wet in shape. Oh. Well, I mean, either I mean, way, I – <laughs> if we keep it low, there, wins the under. But if I had to pick a team to win, if, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be the guy who has like Pistol Pete tattooed on his asshole. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it would. I'd send you a fucking video every time I took a shit. <laughs> All right, let's go to a lean from somebody. I know there's one or two everybody wants to talk about. Reese, what are you talking about? I just think it's. This number is so high for an over/under. UNC North Carolina. Or, oh, Jesus Christ. UNC North Carolina is a hell of a game. Maybe UNC, blue versus white. UNC Wake Forest. You guys see what that over/under is? Sixty-seven and a half or sixty-eight? Seventy-seven and a half. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's seventy-seven is a lot so of fucking points. points that, those defenses hey. are so bad. Uh, didn't we? I was gonna say, didn't this was the same game last year that it was the same number? And didn't they both get to 50? Yeah, it was like a 59 to 59. I won't be taking an under in a North Carolina game. I'm not touching an under in a North Carolina game because they'll put up a shit ton, but they can't stop a soul. So (laughs) that is no thanks. I'm not going to be a fair, fair argument. My Saturday will not be spent begging for a stop from fucking North Carolina. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It just won't be. What are you I talking about? They got, the, they got the world-famous former Iowa State head coach, Gene Chizik, running that defense. They should have that shit figured out. Yeah, uh, that should <laughs> tell you enough. The guy was bad at freaking Iowa State. Hey, he's uh, a national, he's national champion. What are you talking about? Yeah, he got walked into that. He got carried. <laughs> I've never seen a coach get carried before, but he was the first. Uh, shout out. Shout let's out talk about Ole Miss plus 12 at home against Alabama. Do you – you don't get rich betting against Nick Saban. 
but do you get rich betting against an Alabama team that can't play well on the road? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I but think I'm not being scared about betting against Alabama. I mean, like, they're I not going talk- to not, they're not going to Knoxville. They're going to Oxford's still tough to play. And historically, yeah. they've not you been great. There. Say, you don't think Oxford's going to get up for Alabama? fucking Bama? Oxford is I'm also, sure if you will, remember, but- Alabama has lost weird games to Ole Miss in the past before. Like, weird stuff has happened in Oxford when these two meet. Also, 12 okay. points to a team who puts up points and can run the football on just about anybody in the country. Yeah. I think they average around 200-some yards on the ground. I think this is kind of – I don't know if it's a recipe for disaster for Alabama because they are coming off a loss. They are still Alabama. They still have Bryce Young under center, right? I think 12 is a lot, but I think if this is – in Tuscaloosa, it's seventeen. Ish, yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. Seventeen so, so and a half. Yeah, I, I lean Ole Miss, but I have I, not got Ole Miss. To do I it think yet. it's. I'm. I'm. It's Ole Miss or pass. Yeah, Ole Miss I'm not. Pass. I'm not betting on. Yeah, I'm not taking Alabama on the road this Take year. It, JP. Take I'd it, JP. Yeah, no yeah. balls, man. Take it. That hey, maybe man. that'll be that'll be my only spread play this week. Maybe that'll be it. Well, then I'm that would be a hell of a play to turn around. It sounds like I'm not taking it. The streak's yeah, broken. Sounds like I'm off. What are you guys are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it anymore, no, I'm not cursed <laughs> off. I'll I'm take Alabama. Uh, <laughs> one for your last 19 still ain't good. <laughs> I'm 1-0 oh the last time I checked. That's all I thought. 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. That's true. I, I, I won my last one. I can't win them all, but you can win the next one. Winners only. Yeah. Can't win them all, but you can win the next one. You know, Shafe? I need I need to clip the side by side of I just don't see myself losing a bet this year to <laughs> 0 and ten on one weekend. No, and no, I'm taking he, the week where, off. Where he goes, I'm sure you guys have heard the rumors and they're true. I've lost my last seventeen straight spread bets. <laughs> I don't know we tell these rumors, but <laughs> you would do it. How does he do it? You're in and you're out. What do you mean? How does he do it? You think I'm doing it on purpose? I couldn't even do it on purpose if I fucking tried to. You could have put a penny down on you to lose your oh, last God. 17. I think you would have paid out a billion dollars. You should. Are, those odds are ridiculous. Pick, you should pick five random games, flip a coin, see what the coin's record is, and then you pick five games that you like <laughs> and you'd actually bet on it. See the record. <laughs> Either uh, wins or it doesn't. You can't beat the uh, coin. You can't bet the book. Either wins or it doesn't. 50-50. <laughs> All right. That wraps everything up. We are an hour and five minutes in. JP, tell us what is playing. Give us a song. Thanks for sticking oh, around, guys. I wasn't. I was day. not uh, prepared for that. Um, I got one. I keep right, you on your yeah. fucking toes. I got one. I All got right, one. please don't fuck it up like you had the last couple of times. Uh, let's just let's play. Bring me back to life. Let's honor the greatest it. day of the week. The greatest day during the fall. I actually don't Friday. know what the song's Saturday. called. But- Set what is it called? Saturday nights, all right. Saturday night, Rolling Stones. Yeah, thank you, thank you. A T U R D A Y. No, 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 no. I don't think that's it. Fuck. Well, I'll give you the actual title. You can play it. I'll give you the actual title after this. But I mean, it's already playing. But that might be the worst. To pick a song that you don't know. Wait, let's tell John. Well, I heard it. This is it's in it's in honor of of my my new coach of. Another opportunity, yeah, yeah. Saturday what? night's all right for Elton John. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said that. Oh yeah. Well, 
It's um, <laughs> it's it's interesting because this is an NFL and college football podcast, but we'll get there. What stone was I thinking of? I said Rolling Stone. Uh, we'll get there. We appreciate you being here. We love you. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you, Anna, man.